Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Karen Wilkinson. Uh, Karen is the author of the book called On Borrowed Breath. Uh, and uh, if you want to hold it up, Karen, if you're if you're watching uh, this, yeah, look at that good looking cover. If you're watching this on the YouTube channel, uh, you can see it. Uh, it's a memoir of faith, love, and advocating uh, through a health crisis. Uh, Karen successfully published with us at selfpublish.com. I was telling her right before this, I'm so proud of that cover. <laughs> and it's just such an incredible and great looking book. Um, she's got an amazing story about... Um, dealing with a health crisis, and there was a choice of medication or sunshine, uh, and uh, a powerful conversation with your husband. I'm sure you'll uh, probably share that at some point throughout the podcast uh, episode, yes. uh, and sparking a move uh, towards sunshine, and that being a part of kind of her health journey and recovery journey and organ transplant and all that stuff. Um, and it's a pretty powerful story. So Today, we're going to be talking about a few kind of uh, key concepts that I think might be helpful um, for folks writing a memoir and publishing a memoir successfully uh, will be one of them, writing about your health journey, writing about your faith journey. Like there's just a bunch of good themes. And hopefully for a lot of people listening to or watching this, I think some of the feedback we've gotten on podcast interviews is like, hey, it's good to learn from people who are two steps ahead of you. Sometimes it feels unattainable. I know you were even saying this right before this, Karen, of yes. like, oh, I'm not a Jenna Kutcher or whoever. It's like, that feels so far <laughs> yeah. away that I can't yeah. relate. Right? And so I think right. what's really in- in- inspiring about your story, Karen, is, hey, you're two steps a- ahead of a lot of people listening. And because when did you start your journey with your book? So I started in 2021 journaling a little bit and then 2022. So it's not been that long at all. And yeah, then published so, in March of 23, just a few months. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so this is what's possible in a year, less than a year. Right. Uh, right. So pretty exciting discussion ahead. I guess, first off, welcome, Karen. Great to have you here. Thank you. So good to see you. So you talked about that, started writing or journaling back in 2021, ultimately made the decision uh, to, uh, uh, d- you know, get your book done um, in 2022 and then now published in 2023. Pretty awesome. Right. Um, I was looking at my notes and I think you were uh, a referral from Tony and Elisa DiLorenzo. And Elisa, that is yeah. correct. Yes. So shout out Tony and Elisa, check out their, uh, uh, the six pillars That's of intimacy right. and they've got an awesome book and they've been on the podcast. So check out that podcast interview. But what was kind of uh, for you, Karen, what was the, uh, the, the tipping point or the, the, the nudge mm-hmm. that where you said, all right, I'm finally going to sure. do this. Well, I have to say, it, I walked out of the hospital at one point with my husband being deathly ill, and God was like, you will write this down, you will write a book. And I was kind of like, I don't know, maybe I'm hallucinating or I'm really sleep deprived and stressed. Um, and then having a relationship with Tony and Elisa DiLorenzo, they they kind of threw out there like, hey, we're going to do this webinar with selfpublishing.com. 
you should consider your story. And I was like, oh gosh, actually I have already had a nudge to write this book. And so I, I joined their webinar, you know, and it was like, wow, could I do this? Is this really possible? How much help do I need? A lot. And so um, that's that's how it began. Just kind of this like, I think this is really happening. Mm-hmm. And and so once you made that decision to get started, how long after that did you actually start writing? And how long after that did you have the rough draft done? So I, I did this a little bit backward, like I actually want to go through the selfpublishing.com program the way it's set up. But because I had journaled through this crisis, um, writing is the way I process things. It's the way I remember things. Um, so I had already journaled and then I just, I am not techie. Like, I mean, I didn't grow up in your era you know, where you've only known computers and Google Docs and whatnot. So uh, my my sons are in their 20s. And they said, Mom, just open a Google Doc. Just start <laughs> putting it over there and we'll help you from there. And I was like, okay, okay. So I just, honestly, I did it as therapy because it was a traumatic event for my husband and, and I. And, um, you know, we each experienced this differently. He obviously being in a medically induced coma, I joke with him and say, you slept through all this. I'm the one that had to be there day in and day out making decisions. So I just kind of took some of those journal notes to the Google Doc and just started almost like I was giving myself my own therapy session, Mm. still kind of going, is this, does anyone really want to read this? Is this going to be impactful to anyone? And then trying to get through those limiting beliefs. We talk about this all the time on calls Mm -hmm. and selfpublishing.com, right? Like imposter syndrome or no one's going to read this story because COVID was a factor and that was so polarizing to our Mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. And so I had to just get past that and just write, just get it Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Cool. And I want to come back to the writing a memoir as therapy kind of thought but mm-hmm. uh, it, but first, maybe let's back up and can you share the cliff note version of the story yes. with your husband and what kind of sparked the book? And so people have the context on that. Yeah. So you've already referenced that we're down in the Sunshine State. We live in Florida and part of the world joked that we didn't even know COVID existed down here. But our worlds and our lives changed when the Delta variant came out in July 2021. So the quick version is my husband is a urologist, a surgeon, very healthy, takes care of us if we even have a cold, overqualified for everything. And he got sick and, and a, he got deathly sick um, to the point where Labor Day weekend of 2021, we called the family in to say goodbye. They had made him a do not resuscitate at the hospital. It was over. Um, And friends of mine prayerfully said, we just think he's a candidate for a double lung transplant. And I was like, what? This is this is not really happening. It was too surreal and stressful for me to even process all of it. And so I was able to life flight him out. So it was like you're on your deathbed. The family's gathered to say goodbye. And I life flighted him out to the only transplant um, place that would take him for evaluation. That was Advent Health Orlando. So he was sick July 2021, do not resuscitate, dying September. And then in November of 2021, had a life-saving double lung transplant. And kind of woke up to like, where am I? What happened? Because it was months of being in a coma. 
And then I, I kind of had to be like, oh, gosh, I hope this was the right decision because I don't know what his mental status is going to be. So 1,000% oh. we had numerous miracles and he's doing incredible. He's traveling the world as a urologist, teaching other urologists how to do a procedure. And I was like, I have to share our story. You're kidding. Oh my gosh. No. What an incredible story. That, so now that, this cover means even more to you, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is wild. Uh, well, and wild. I, I think what you speak to is just the power of sharing your personal story yeah. in a helpful way, in the, in a way that can spark change. And I, I, exactly. I forget whether it was just in the prep, for, whether you've shared this another time or in the prep for the interview before this, I forget where it mm -hmm. was, but you just kind of sharing that, like when someone reaches out about reconnecting with their faith or about signing up to be an organ donor, about like kind of these themes that are in your yes. book, that it makes it all worth it. Right. And so right. I, I, I've got, gosh, a bajillion questions I could ask, but I guess maybe let's just go back to the, the, the therapy, uh, uh, writing a book is therapy okay. kind of thing. What was your experience with that? Like, uh, obviously a lot of times when people are writing a memoir, it's around a traumatic event. Um, mm -hmm. and it, it, there's vulnerability in the book and kind of figuring yes. out how, how vulnerable should I be in this Absolutely. book? But then, so there's figuring that out public facing for the reader, but there's also like all the internal stuff that goes on in the healing that can happen in that process. What was your experience and kind of the biggest lessons learned through that process? Right. So I, I kind of alluded to, I did this a little backward, you know, if, if had I been with selfpublishing.com from the very beginning, it would have been like, you know, create this outline and create this rough draft. And instead, you know, my coach worked backward to say, okay, what are the three points like you're talking about? You know, what do you want people to get from this? What What is the reason that they're going to read your story? And for me, it was like, this was an unexpected traumatic event. None of us plan for it, or we we think we're planned for it, and you just don't. Um, so, so my coach was able to help me say, like, can you name a few things that you want your readers to say, like, oh my goodness, like, what's the thing that's going to make you just so joyful to go, like, ah, they got it. And and number one was like, if you don't believe there's a God, you need to check this out. Too, if you've maybe walked away from your faith, or if you think that he was only creating miracles in Bible times, you know, like, so I wanted people to see that and to go, we're not something extra special. This is available to all. And then secondly, it was like, you have to get your affairs in order. You have to. And thankfully, two years prior to this event, I had asked my family, my boys, you know, they were no longer minors. And I said, all I want for my birthday is that we sit down with an attorney and we write out all of our wishes should the unexpected happen. And they're like, mom, you're so morbid. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and I'm like, well, part of it is, you know, I worked 15 years as a respiratory therapist in, a, in the trauma unit. So everyone, you know, people are dying on our shifts. This was like normal everyday stuff for me. And I was like, no, 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 I need to know what everybody wants. And thankfully, I mean, it was two years to the date, Chandler, that David had his health crisis and I had to pull out all those documents. And because I had power of attorney and because I had his advanced medical directives and knew his wishes, I was able to carry that out. And then the third thing that I told my coach was, you know, there's a lot of myths and scary stories around becoming an organ donor. 
And it's not true. <laughs> By the way, I just have to take a moment since I have an audience to say this. We have to save your lives in the hospital. Like that's just required ethically and morally. So it has nothing to do with whether or not you're an organ donor. And so hearing people reach out to me and say, oh my gosh, I read your book. I just registered to be an organ donor. Or I just read your book and I sat down with my family and an attorney and we have our documents in place. Or I just read your book and I just prayed to God for the first time. Like, you know, we need book reviews. You know that we need all of that. But that to me, no matter how many copies I sell of this book, my job here is done. You know, mm. like that's that's what lights me up. Mm. That's powerful. You, you, you touched on something that I think is really, really important. And we teach it all the time, but it's not, uh, I would say it's certainly not, it's probably a reason that we teach it. <laughs> and, and it's because okay. it's not second knowledge or, or just automatic for people who are writing a memoir. And that's, you got to find the themes, right? Yeah. And we always talk about how your memoir is not about you. Uh, mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's, it's about your audience and who you can help. And the most successful memoirs focus on themes that are broadly applicable to a specific group of people, right? Yeah. And it, it, because otherwise, who cares? If you're not famous, mm-hmm. Who cares? Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of people going and saying, hey, let me buy Matthew McConaughey's uh, green lights and more like that's just kind of interesting because he's famous. <laughs> yes. But, right. you know, so and so off the street don't know him. Who cares? And so the way that you right. make sure that people care is you you speak to themes that they care about and you weave your story in that. And so you right. you you spoke on uh, your, you know, uh, reconnecting with your faith as a theme. Mm-hmm. You spoke on um, organ, uh, uh, being an organ donor uh, as a theme and getting your affairs in order, I think were the three themes. Correct. How, how, how did you distill down into those? And what would be your recommendation for other people who are writing a memoir, searching for mm-hmm. those themes in their story? I think twofold. One, it was having a coach. Like that, that's number one for me with selfpublishing.com. It was having those one-on-one appointments and meetings and the right questions, even the way you're interviewing me right now. It's those, those questions, those thought-provoking questions that kind of bring things to the surface. Um, and then I, you know, I had two editors and so they would read things too. And I'm like, what are you pulling from this? Because again, I had that limited belief of, no one's going to read this because it's it has COVID as a subject. And they're like, are you kidding? We all fear that health crisis, right? We all fear that traumatic event and not being prepared for it. And and then it, it got to the point where I, I like social media. And so I would just put bits and pieces out, little teasers. And I learned that from you. And and just having my audience vote and, and, you know, what are you grasping from this? And so I had collectively between my editors and my coach and then social media polls, just kind of like, oh, this is, this is what we're getting from what you're sharing. And then you kind of go through the, what are the things I'm most frequently asked? And most frequently I'm asked about like, what do you mean you hear from God? How did you hear from God? I, I don't understand how that works. Or, um, how did you know what documents to get t- together? And so, you know, and, and I hope I'm not jumping ahead to your interview questions, but that's, that's why I know like the next book has to be how to get your stuff together before the stuff hits the fan. And I'll work with your, um, 
I know you've got a title. Uh, what's it called when you're trying to get oh, your yeah, book the book title, title generator. generator? Yeah. Yes. Because I'm like, I want to keep it classy and not have to apologize to my mother when that book with that title comes out. But it was like, what kind of thing, how can I continue to educate mm-hmm. and help people be if they, heaven forbid, are in the situation that we were in, they can be as prepared as possible. Mm-hmm. Got it. That's great. Yeah. And and I like that hook and 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 uh you know rough draft of a title for the next one. Um, the book mm-hmm. title generator can certainly help just uh, get get some ideas right. flowing. What hmm, I, we talk about a lot of times the four P's to a best selling book, right? Person, pain, promise, price. And mm-hmm. so with a memoir specifically, the pain and the the pain promise that needs to be focused around a theme that relates to uh, why people, uh, you know, why people should care. Uh, How did you define the person? Like, and any tips on that for folks who are writing a memoir, like what is your ideal reader? um, And how did you Mm -hmm. uh, define that? Well, I think all of us, like I just said, I think all of us have that a little bit of fear of having a crisis, whether being in a tragic car accident or a health concern. So I feel like the people, it's all of us, right? This this is just something that we could possibly experience or our family members will or someone close to us. So that that's the person, which again, it doesn't, it, it's maybe too all-inclusive because I know we love to get dive down into our niche and just get this little group of people. Um, for me to kind of narrow that a little bit, being a woman in my 50s, all of a sudden I've experienced like my friends, some of my friends were widowed through this health crisis. I was so close to being a widow. So I've kind of looked at that group too, to say, do you know what your finances look like? Could you have voted for your husband's business? Like I was put in a position where I had to vote in his place because there was a buyout and he's in a coma, you know? And so I, I just, I just tell people like, listen, I will give all credit and glory to God for saving David's life miraculously. But I do believe had we not had those documents in place, not only would he have passed away, but we would be in financial ruin because he was being cut out of everything. And so because those documents are in place, I'm, I was, I'm just so passionate about it, you know, and I know you just got engaged, like, congratulations, this is so thrilling, but you already have to start looking at that for, you know, for your future wife, like, do, do I have her as a beneficiary to everything? And so it's just things that some people just don't want to talk about. And I'm like, if we hadn't, I wouldn't have been able to do a fraction of what I was able to do because those documents were in place. Mm, mm, yeah. So it's a really good point. And I just had a, a cousin that passed away that it, it was a, it was a, you know, kind of a, a crazy accident. Uh, but then his, I think it was fiance. It was that issue where, you know, showing up and they're like, well, hold up. We can't give you his possessions or we can't tell you more or, you know, like all this kind of stuff, you can't make decisions. So it was was just like a pretty, pretty convoluted process. And I'm sorry that that happened, but that's kind of my point. Like the person it's all of us, it really is all of us. And the pain is that could I 
lose the finances, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah, could you lose the person? Unfortunately, yes. But but on then the next step is how do I protect our assets? Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So I feel like the person is all of us. Mm-hmm. But I guess how do you? Because uh, I mean, you've done well with with the book. I mean, I'm looking on Amazon right now, 397 ratings slash reviews. So knocking on the door of 400, which is no small feat, especially for a memoir. How, uh, and, and it's, uh, and I don't think you have, uh, and so I just want to make sure that, that for anyone listening that they know, like, uh, you don't do that well by just saying, Hey, I'm appealing to everyone. Like, I feel like you, ha- you have a narrow, more narrowed down audience than that. That's in my, from my vantage point, why you've done pretty well mm-hmm. is like, there's elements of faith, love, health crisis, mm-hmm. and like people with those specific things. Like h- how do you, cause I think there's this juxtaposition, right? Which most authors face like, oh, this can help everyone. But I know that if I try to market it to everyone, it's yeah, going to end up speaking to no one. So how did you wrestle with that and kind of clarify, all right, what are the the couple of avatars that are really the ideal reader for you? And that's where I came to the, the, the probably like the woman, my age who got it. There we go. Isn't going to be widowed anytime soon. Yep. 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 Right. I I Mm -hmm. hope you're not, but Mm -hmm. we lost five acquaintances in this COVID crisis here in Naples, Florida. Like, we're not that big of a town. So to lose five people that we know. Um, so it, it was going back to the like, okay, you're a middle-aged woman. <laughs> so weird to yep. say still, <laughs> but it, I still have to think about like, yeah. Okay. Statistically speaking, we women tend to live longer than the husbands. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I need to tell you about this health crisis that happened way sooner than I ever dreamt it would happen. And because I had already put these documents in place, I was able to kind of save the family farm, if you will. Got it. Cool. And I'm looking at, uh, I'm I'm looking at your listing. I mean, it's a great example of this, of niching down on, uh, category as well, because I see on the listing, it's a bestseller and organ transplants, which is obviously Mm -hmm. a very, uh, niche and specific category. So just tons of great examples of personalizing your memoir to uh with the four p's to the person in the audience that you're speaking to um and that's that that group has been the most rewarding for me because i've been able to fill in puzzle pieces for people who like david maybe were in a medically induced coma or just Mm -hmm. on death's door Mm -hmm. and they're like maybe their spouse didn't know how to tell them what all they experienced. And so the ones who also received a double lung transplant from COVID who have reached out to me to say, Oh my gosh, you just filled in all the pieces. I didn't know what happened. Is this really mm-hmm. what my spouse felt like? That has just been beautiful. Um, Cause I thought, what if I didn't share my story and they were still going, there's no one I can talk to about this. It's just, yep. we're kind of in this weird little Hey, you, you survived COVID, but you were deathly ill and required a Mm -hmm. transplant. Like, that's just crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the line between memoir and self-help can be pretty blurry. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, some people will choose to go, all right, I'm going to go more on the self-help side of things. And it'll be heavily story-based. Others, I'm going to go more Mm -hmm. on the memoir side of things. And then I will sprinkle in elements of, 
of, of teaching or uh, of instruction. How did you decide where to go with your book and wh- where on that spectrum would you say your book is and how did you make that decision and how did that affect kind of the way that you wrote it? Yeah, I would say memoir for sure. And then elaborating into how to get your stuff together <laughs> would be the self-help part. Um, I, I kind of selfishly, for lack of a better word, went into this with, I need therapy. This was traumatic. I'm going to write out all my feelings and my story. And I didn't, I really didn't know Chandler. I didn't know how well it would do or not do. It was just, I need to get this out to process and to understand and to remember. Um, So I don't know that I I didn't go through that specific of, do you want to do a memoir or self-help? It was just like, (laughs) I got to write this book. Yeah. Tony and Elisa invited me. Chandler gave me an opportunity. Bring in my coach. Let's get this done. Now I can see, you know, looking back how you could go two different directions, Mm -hmm. but I didn't in this instance. Got it. That makes sense. Uh, How, how has the book sold so well? And you know, what did you do to launch the book? What have you done? What's the top couple of things that have worked well on the marketing side of things? I, I know I'm like selfpublishing.com, but um, <laughs> again, I, I, there are, as you know, done for you services. I didn't know the first thing about an Amazon ad. And to be honest, I didn't care to know the first thing about an Amazon ad, but I knew it was important. And so I went through the program with done for you services, including that beautiful cover art. Um, the formatting, which we could talk about because I formatted <laughs> numerous times. And and then the Amazon ad. So for me, it freed me to do what I do best. And that's get on a Facebook live and go, okay, guys, we are publishing in March, you know, 032323 and, and just get my followers engaged and excited. And, you know, I would do polls. One of the options was to have this in Navy, you know, what do you guys think? Should it be a white book or a Navy book? Um, and I think that, was a lot of success. And then I had these little pockets of people that were like, would you do, would you like be a guest author for our book club? And with Zoom, as you know, that's just so fun and easy. And then I started doing local book signings and um, book clubs here. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's just showing up constantly. And, and you helped me by saying, this is a year launch, you know? So you're like, oh, you're almost 400 reviews. And I'm like, oh, shoot, March is a year. You know, we want to have at least a thousand. I'm not quite to 500. <laughs> so that's how my brain works. And so <laughs> even for my birthday in August, I had said like, guys, all I want for my birthday is, you know, would you be willing to write a review? And then putting that hyperlink on my mm-hmm. Instagram stories, Facebook stories, you know, in every text, like, you just sent me the most beautiful note about on borrowed breath. Would you be willing to copy and paste that into an Amazon review? And so you mm-hmm. have to work that. Um, and I think some of it's even the psychology and the wording. Like I like to say, can I count on you? You know, can I count on you for this That's review cool. instead yeah. of just saying like, if you get a minute, would you mind? You know, it's just kind of how do you word it and how do you mm-hmm. keep people excited and, and grateful. Um, and then I have, um, my book is coming out, you know, the audio version. So we just did a couple retakes last night and sound engineers like we'll have this uploaded. 
And I've been surprised to hear people who've already read On Borrowed Breath are like, I cannot wait to hear it in your voice. And I'm like, really? You're going to go listen oh, to it cool. now too? Like yeah. I have to, instead of saying really, I have to be like, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. 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 And hey, could you copy and paste that review you left over there on the audiobook? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. On the note of reviews, any you, you mentioned a couple things. Anything else that's worked really well for reviews? Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. Um, so the, the other thing I'm working on is, uh, you know, gratitude. And we just had um, Thanksgiving. And so just going, you know, hey, would you just take a minute and then showing people that I'm also doing reviews, you know, so for your podcast, for other authors, for small businesses. Like I love small businesses and buying local. So it's just kind of showing that, demonstrating that, and then going, and if you have a minute, you know, here's that link again. Uh, would you please just write a quick review for On Borrowed Breath? So I think it's just reminding people and not taking it personally if they didn't and just going, one, did this get bit just buried in their texts and emails? Or two, you know, like I've written a review for Tony and Elisa and it's not shown up yet. It's been months. So you just don't know instead of that fear. Like sometimes I hear some of our authors in our community going, oh my gosh, no, people don't do it. Or the launch team didn't show up for me. You have to get back to people. Like not all of us, I'm not, I, I'm a realtor by day, you know, so I'm getting like a thousand texts a day, three emails I'm managing. So you cannot expect that people remember. You have to go back. And until they say, mm -hmm. please leave me alone or no, I'm not writing you a review, just mm -hmm. gently remind or ask again. I think it. that's cool. important. Just like that year launch, you have to yep. keep at it. That's great. That's really good. Um, and one thing I would just mention for, for people listening or watching, and you might not even know about this, Karen, uh, but we just launched uh, Author Advantage Accelerator Elite Program. And one, uh, yes. there's a lot of stuff that we didn't even have when, when you went through the program, uh, one of which is editing. But then there's also uh, where we'll reach out on people's behalf to get at least 100 mm -hmm. real reviews for their books. So oh, we wow. do a lot of the, the nice. outreach and stuff. Um, so that's a fun resource for uh, if people are interested in that on getting more reviews specific to your mm -hmm. book. I want to I want to kind of close on this theme, Karen, which is you mentioned right before this interview. You're like, hey, I'm I'm I didn't even think about a business around this book, and now it's just kind of right. evolved. What does that mm -hmm. look like? At, at what point did you start to realize, hey, maybe there could be a business here? And where are you at in that process so far? So speaking engagements definitely have opened up. People want to hear the story. Um, certainly, you know, having a website built and having, you know, those resources where people could go, what's the first thing getting started on these documents? And it just keeps coming back to the documents. So I've been meeting with other authors who have a business, but it has to do with whether you're a caregiver or a financial advisor 
or a trust attorney. And so we're collaborating. And then in January, we're doing like a women's financial series to say, oh, hey, listen, cool. mm -hmm. yes. So again, maybe that avatar is that middle-aged woman, right? So mm -hmm. I have to look ahead and be like, what are my finances? You know, if I'm married, if I'm not, you know, hopefully not widowed or divorced, but that that's part of it, right? So mm -hmm. you need to know, like, am I secure for the remainder of my life? And then I'm probably taking care of aging parents. And so, you know, do I know where their documents are, what their mm -hmm. wishes are? So we're able to combine those things. And, and again, sadly, people think, one, you either have to be wealthy to have these documents in place, or I can't afford it. I think our documents were like, thousand dollars, maybe fifteen hundred. It's probably because I live in Naples, Florida. Like you could do it cheaper elsewhere, I'm sure. But my point is, what I would have lost in comparison to paying that thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars to get my documents in place, not even comparable. Mm. So just the mm. business is evolving. Yep. So far, my speaking engagements. You know, I've just said like. Hey, would you know whatever fee you would have paid? Would you give to this transplant house so that other people cool. can afford to live there? Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But as I'm listening to your podcast and listening to some of these people and what they're charging for their speaking engagements, I'm like, maybe I have to rethink some of these things. Yeah. And I'm not there yet, like we started mm -hmm. at the beginning of this podcast, but mm -hmm. you know, several steps ahead. It's great. Um, so just and looking then bundling at bundling in books and all that stuff. Did you listen yes. to the uh, Cameron Harold podcast that, that just came out? I yeah, did. yeah, that's a, that's yes, a good that's what one. I'm referring like. <laughs> yeah, I sent that to my internal <laughs> speaking team and I'm like, hey, let's implement yeah. this. <laughs> right. I was like, shoot, I would have been excited for the business class flight, but no, he's yeah. like, here, I want this. Yeah, great podcast. That's cool. Nice. Well, what would be, uh, well, and I'll just make one comment and then I'll have like a closing question or two. One comment would be, I, I think w what you're doing, uh, you know, fits pretty well for like a 12 week or eight week or whatever finance boot camp for middle-aged mm -hmm. women get their affairs in order. Right. And that, that right. is a packageable kind of, as we talk about all the yes. time is okay. Now that you've got the book, what's the person paying promise price for your offer on the back mm -hmm. of that? And that feels very straightforward where there's an ROI, there's a, yes. you know, it's, 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 and then you can also partner with and refer out to and get referral fees, um, mm -hmm. uh, for attorneys or whoever else that, that might right. need help, uh, to help in that process. And so it's just like a win-win and a really great offer. So I think that's a smart move, um, mm -hmm. business wise. And I could even see as you speak more, you could, you could donate the speaking fees or, or have them, uh, purchase books. Mm -hmm. for everyone in the audience, but then use those speaking gigs to uh, generate customers for your right. business. And that's, that's how we do it. Uh, when I, when I, me and my speaking team go around and speak about mm -hmm. writing published books, we'll sit down on the spot with, you probably heard me talk about this, but um, sure. we'll sit down on the spot and, and with people and say, Hey, let's create a plan. And then here's how we can help implement that plan. And then uh, uh, sign up customers that way. What, what Karen uh, would be your parting piece of advice for uh, folks out there who are thinking about uh, writing a memoir about their personal life experience or health journey or that sort of thing. They're seeing themselves in your story and they're thinking mm -hmm. about doing it. I, I know just do it. It's Nike, right? Just do it. And if you're intimidated, like I was with all the technical side of it, 
open that Google Doc, put the notes app on your phone, because I'll tell you, those thoughts come, you know, of course, when you're driving down the road, or you're in the shower, (laughs) it's like never at the opportune time, or you wake up in the middle of the night. So it was just, just collect your thoughts. And I I love how selfpublishing.com does the writing rooms. Um, You know, so we just go like, okay, there's 10, 20 of us. And no matter what, we're writing for 30 minutes, one hour, you'll be shocked. I think um, you you had someone on your podcast recently that was talking about kind of this therapeutic type writing. And and I I I was trying to think how he said it, but he was like, there were things that I didn't know I was thinking or thoughts that surprised me. And so I just say, just, just do it. And, and um, I think one of your questions earlier had been, you know, like, what was that limit? And I had to stop editing myself Mm -hmm. because of that type A personality. (laughs) And I was like, stop editing. This is why you're Mm -hmm. paying an editor, but just start writing and don't worry about the mistakes or if your sentence structure is off, who cares? Because yep. who knows what's going to happen? I thought it was just a therapy session for me, and and now it can be a business. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool, and it's cool to see the evolution of that. Uh, we've got mm-hmm. one questioner from a, a question from a listener uh, named Jenna. Um, she says, "I'm curious to hear, hear your insights on marketing a book like this." We've already kind of talked about that a little bit, but she said um, or asks, "What methods have you found most impactful for reaching Christian readers who might connect with and be inspired by your story?" So I would say the podcast and and that podcast generator is so fantastic and just just um, able to speak with those, you know, who are faith based podcasts for sure. And then, of course, you know, they promote your book as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that, so that's been my podcast mm-hmm, for sure. Cool. And that was a done for you services, too, that just picked out mm-hmm. it when it was 50 or 100. And and I just try to pick you know, one here and there, I'm walking my dog, I've always got my ears in listening to audible or listening to a podcast. And I would just try to listen. And you know, within the first 10 or 15 minutes, like, do do I like this, the feel of this one? Mm -hmm. And then I would just reach out, cool, send them a book, all the things that I learned from you. That's mm-hmm. great. That's a great tip. Um, well, guys, if you want one of your questions to be answered on a future podcast episode, um, just drop that question into either a comment on the video version of this on YouTube, or you can put a question request or even a guest request in a review on the podcast. So whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, you post that there uh, and we will cherry pick some of those uh, for future episodes. Uh, Karen, where can people go to buy a copy of your book and to see more about uh, what you're up to? Sure. So right now it's it's only sold on Amazon. Um, so On Borrowed Breath or Karen Campbell Wilkinson, however you want to look it up. And you can find me, all my social media channels, as well as my website are all Karen C. Wilkinson. Obviously the website would be karencwilkinson.com. And I love to say there are no E's or R's in Wilkinson. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, well, the book is uh, on borrowed breath. Uh, check it out. Uh, and uh, yeah, if, if you'd like to uh, speak with my team about working with us, obviously experiencing uh, a similar journey that, that Karen's had with her book, uh, just go to selfpublishing.com forward slash apply. Okay, so selfpublishing.com forward slash apply. You can book a, a, a book consultation there. You can schedule a book consultation call there. Uh, we'll talk about your goals for your book. We'll create a strategy. And if we can help, we'll talk about how we can do that. Uh, we'd love to help you with your memoir. 
uh, or whatever type of book that you might be writing. Karen, this has been so awesome. Thank you so much. You're so inspiring. Thank you. Thank you, Chandler. I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you could be listening to, YouTube channels that you could be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode. All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, and then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right. Reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, so number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.